deception check. Yeah. Insight check. Sus. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. It's me, Aaron, your dungeon master, as per usual, and I'm sitting around the table with Beagram, Zendardis, Korgarth, and Leonidas. And without any further ado, guys, we're going to kick into the adventure because these guys have just rolled initiative and we don't want to miss a thing. You watch as two of your allies get into position behind the enemies that seem to be have, having their bows drawn, ready to assail whatever comes out here. As... Beagram and Zendardus ready themselves in the crypt doorway. Initiative, we have Beagram first. What would you like to do? Can I, which it, so where I am here, can I get a sneak attack on either of those two that are? Uh, you're currently in the doorway and you are currently hidden. Yeah. So I'll say that you can get a sneak attack on the one to the left. But does you, that give me advantage? Do I get advantage if I'm hidden? It's a surprise. So you will be. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. as as you look outside, you can see that the, one of the dwarven ones with the the hood over the eyes. Oh, sorry, no, the froggy one has the hood over the eyes, and yep. you can see that he's sort of lining up a bow on the doorway. And you peek your way out and look at him to see that he is oblivious of your position. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to basically short bow sneak attack. All right, roll your attack. Attack is a twenty-two. Twenty-two will hit. Roll your damage. Damage, so short bow, so that's 15 damage. 15 points of damage. Yep. Very good. So the arrow sears through the air, immediately hits this frog person in the chest, and you watch as he takes it uh, takes it in his stride. As he looks towards you, your position revealed now. What would you like to do with the rest of your action? Uh, bonus action hide. All right, roll stealth check. Seven. You watch as he drops his bow, takes off his cloak, throws it to the ground and you can see that he is this green-skinned amphibious-looking creature with black spots all over him and you watch as he just sort of glistens in the sun, rolls his shoulders and looks directly at you. Uh, at that, it brings us to uh, Zendardus, you're up for this uh, surprise round. Ah, uh, And I cast Eldritch Blast. Go for it, roll your attack. Um, and I'm also going to use my last sorcery point to cast Twin Spell. Okay. So that means I get to cast it twice. Yep. First one is a 19. Hit. Second one is a 19. Two hits. Roll your damage, please. Seven. So a total of 14 points. No, 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. Okay. Well, what does it look like as you both kill this guy? Straight up. Oh, shit. Team kill. He hits the- do you want to describe what you do first? Um, yeah, well, I, I take the shot and basically kind of, I, I suppose basically yeah, it just kind of goes right in. He throws the robe off and then... Uh, yeah, as soon as he throws the robe off, I go, ah, Frogman! And I basically just start key blasting him from Dragon Ball Z and just like, boom, boom, hit twice in both of his chest uh, right. muscles. Yeah, he goes down. So as he takes his robe off, you watch as he begins to frog jump in the air. And as he's in the air, then that's when you strike him and you hit him in one shoulder and he turns around and starts doing a somersault in the air. And then you hit him with the other and he just blasts, hits the trunk of the tree and just uh, falls down dead. Uh, he is gone. That then brings us to, in our initiative, Korgarth, you're up for your surprise round. I'm going to break invisibility and cast Hold Person. Please make a wisdom saving throw. Gotcha. He will get a... 12. Oh, he is now paralyzed. All right, so you watch as he goes to release the arrow, and as he does, you see his fingers twitching on the bowstring, and he's like, what the f... 
and he can't release the arrow. And you watch as his eyes in his sockets just turn towards you and he just sees this blue-skinned dragonborn, this chromatic dragonborn just looming next to him and he starts to just be like, oh, fuck. You can't move his, his mouth, but you can sense fear as you do. Our bonus action and movement. Uh, I'm now going to move over uh, closer to... Or still out of line of sight of this dude. Can I, can I do that? Am I visible? All right, so I'll get you to roll an athletics check. As you begin moving down, you jump the fence. And I roll 13. Uh, so you're able to scale the fence perfectly and you begin making your way down to the one that Leonidas is tracking at the moment. So that then brings us to Leonidas's turn in the lineup. Uh, yeah, as a bonus action, uh, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on the one that's currently in front of me. And then I'm going to, I don't know what you want to class this as, but grapple and or shove, like pull, sort of pull down to the ground and like mount, if that. Yep. Yeah. So we can call that a grapple if you'd like, a contested grapple check. Yep. Uh, you'll have advantage because you have Misty stepped there and basically just surprised him with it. So you have advantage on your athletics check. Okay. And he will acrobatics out or try to yeah I rolled two 18s so 21 he will fail that with a 6 yeah you watch as you grab the collar of his hood sling him to the ground and just step over him Uh, that's your action to grapple yeah so I'm going to be like mounting him because I'm just going to ground and pound Mm -hmm. um, him with my claws yep so grappling was your action so you sling him to the ground his hunt is marked He's basically at your mercy. And as you look at him, you can see he's this pale-skinned dwarf with a red uh, beard. And you can see that he's got, like, a few different earrings coming up the, his large dwarven ears. That then brings us to uh, top of the round, out of the surprise round. Now, Bagram, you're up. Me again. Ooh. Your position is well and truly known. Oh, yes, definitely. They're in line. Mm-hmm. So that's an advantage on that one, is it correct? Which one? On the one that's with Leo. Yes, but keep in mind he's behind the trunk of a tree. You won't be able to get clear line of sight. And I'm on top of the... Yep. Yep. So if I actually move closer, I can get a line of sight, though? Yeah, but he will still have cover based on Leo's grapple. Okay. And the other one, because he's incapacitated, would that be... So... have advantage on paralyzed people. Yeah. Yeah, he's incapacitated and paralyzed, so he will have... Advantage on attack. Yeah, fails dexterity throws, attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Cool. Um, Well, then I am going to stay where I am at the moment and just take another shot with the longbow against that guy. Okay, so you lean out the doorway, another arrow knocks, you release it. This guy's hiding behind the wall, but you do have a clear line of sight on him. So roll your attack. 18. 18 will hit, roll your damage. So 16 16. points of damage total. Yep. The arrow hits him directly into the shoulder. And then from there, I'm going to move over behind where this guy was here. So I'm behind the fence, so where, the, where the first guy was. Okay. You know? So you begin moving upwards behind the fence that's uh, next to the cobbled path underneath the tree. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'll get you to roll athletics or acrobatics to cool. jump the fence. Night 17. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And so you just giddy up well. over it. Yep. And then hide. Bonus action hide. Go for yep. it. 23. All right. You are considered stealthed with a 23. That then brings us to Zendardus' turn. <coughs> Surprise round over. Brilliant. Uh, oh, can I have a clear line of sight over the fence or no? Yes. Yes. It's only okay. five foot tall. No, that's all good. And he's about 
five foot tall. I'm moving tall. northeast one space uh, so that I'm like on the fence. And I'm going to cast another Eldritch Blast at it. Yep. So Zen, your hands charge as you begin moving northeast out of the crypt doorway. Your target in sight just stood there, almost hovering and teetering like Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones as it's held there with this static moving around it from Korgar's spell. Cool. With advantage on the paralyzation, that's another 19. Hit. It takes nine points of damage. Okay. He's looking very rough. As you hit him with your strike... He's taken just two Eldritch Blast damages. Oh, no, one this time, sorry. He hits one Eldritch Blast, and he is just held there. That then brings us to the guy that you're attacking, uh, Leonidas. Mounting. Mounting, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing he's going to do is... Giddy up. You watch as he will look over to you. His hood falls off, and he says, Well, you see... That may have been a bit of a mistake. And you watch as he then, you feel his muscles bulge. And you watch as he begins to grow in size. So as he begins to grow in size, you can see that this dwarf is now as stocky and almost as tall as a troll or a or an ogre. He just seems to take on this persona. And you've still got hold of his, his cloak and you can still reach him from your grounded position. And you've still got him grappled, but he's bigger now. Uh, that is his action, which brings us to Korgarth's turn. I will just take two swings at Aldrin. All right, go for it. You take out your thundering blade. Stormstrike. Stormstrike, and you strike across him twice. Eight and 15. So the first one hits him across his armor, but in his enlarged form, it doesn't seem to actually penetrate. And then with your 15, you will just hit. So roll your damage for one strike. Seven. Seven points of damage. So you watch as you have discovered a weak point in his armor, you jab it into him and stab him basically between the the scales of his scale mail. Uh, That brings us to the held person guy. So he rolls a save, correct, at the end of his turn. Uh, He will fail that. So he's continuing to spin around on his turn. And that will bring us to Leonidas's go. So I'm just going to start laying into him then. All right, go for it. Punch him in his enlarged form. Uh, 18. Hit. Uh, and nine for the next one. All right. So we'll say the first one misses as you scrape across his armor. You just hear that sound as you go across the steel. And then the next one, you actually get into a piece of his leg flesh and you just squeeze doing your damage. So roll your damage for that one, please. Uh, so it's five for the damage. Yep. Three for the um, hunter's mark. And he was damaged prior, so you do get your Colossus Slayer. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And one. One. So it appears that you and Korgarth striking this guy in tandem, you are making headway and it seems you are quite a good team. Picture like Captain America and Bucky just fucking somebody up simultaneously around each other. I've got the, <laughs> I've got the shield, so I'm Captain America. Yeah, cool. Bucky's way doper anyway. <laughs> Not going to lie, I love your style. <laughs> All right. So that then brings us to top of the round, Bagram. Cool. From your hidden position. My hidden position is straight up to the giant grown one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just take another sneak attack shot there. Okay. So even though he is behind the tree trunk, half yep. of his body is obscured. So I will give him, even though it would be hard cover because he's so big and he's he's mm. poking out, I'll just give him soft cover. So I'll plus two to AC, but he can still strike. Can I move anywhere that will kind of... Oh, yeah. Because... Is the, the other guy still incapacitated? Um, he's, he's 100% incapacitated. Yeah, so if oh, he definitely. sees you... 
he can't even shout out to his friend to yeah. say okay, cool. this is where he is. Uh, well, then I'm just going to basically kind of just go straight across horizontally along the pathway. All right. So you move 30, straight across. 30, 30 feet. Yep. You move straight across the fence line, stealthing as you go, yep. creeping from post to post. Are you going as far as you can go? Uh, yep. If I'm there, do I get... Uh, I'll say from this part, you get to the edge of the fence and you yep. creep your way out and just go for the strike and you'll get a, a full attack on that one. Cool. So you attack with advantage. Yep. Because you are hidden. 15... For him, we'll just hit. Nice. Seven, and then a few more for the sneaky, sneakies. Another 10. Oh, 17. That's exactly his hit points. So how do you Woo! kill him? Um, I kind of s- sneak around the corner and basically just kind of right down on our one knee, just kind of just basically legless, basically kind of draw the bow. You what? kind of straight up, straight up through. Was it? Are you you're still grappling him, right? Straight up through his neck, kind of thing, just kind of just pointing out just the other side, just kind of basically the arrow just stopping just in front of uh, Leo. You watch as he's about to swing around with his massive dwarven club hands. He grabs both sides of Leonidas's head and he says, "You're about to be in a world of pain." And as he says that, you watch as his arrow goes straight through and just spatters you with a little bit of blood, and he falls directly in between you and Corgarth. You look behind the fence and you can see Bayagram. Their bow shining hair in the sun, <laughs> and then as the threat is over, look I'm, at I'm now there's, there's one more, isn't there? Yeah, there is, but he's in, he's okay. held. Oh, we're still in oh. initiative then. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be pulling the arrow back through the throat, <laughs> and I would still. Can I have that back, please? I'm, I'm gonna check the body of the big dude. Yeah. Okay. And what right. did you want to do, Zen? I'm still taking the attack against him. All right. Um. No, I was it. As you kind of you do an eldritch blast, non-lethal. As as, nope. as you're doing that, I'm saying stop. Yeah, I'm just be like, okay, but let's talk to him. Yeah, let's get some information. He's already doing it. Roll your attack. Yeah, sorry guys, but yeah, that's a twenty-six, <laughs> and then yeah, no, either way, both would have hit. He yeah. explodes apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, falls to the floor, but covers that whole area in blood. As soon as you say no, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so as you explode him, uh, what did you want to do to his body? I wanted, I wanted to investigate the big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bagram wanted to investigate yeah, the frog bloke. Does the big guy stay big? No, he reduces back to size. Yep. So Corgarth roll an investigation check, Bagram roll an investigation check for the frog dude. 14. Okay, so on the big guy, you see four pieces of gold. You can see that he is holding a war pick and a hand crossbow, or a bow, sorry, a short bow. The frog individual you see has a cloak that he'd fallen. There's a nat 20 if that changes anything. He he tosses (laughs) the the cloak that he'd tossed to the side. He has three pieces of gold on him and he also has a dagger and a short bow. The weapons look normal. The cloak looks nice. I grab the cloak and I'll grab the gold. All right. So as you grab those things, Leo, what would you be doing? Probably just, um, I need to check there hands mm-hmm. and stuff um for the unseen markings stuff. yeah more more not checking for loot just checking for um like sigils or information based things than anything i'm um, checking their hands yeah maybe even tattoos or something okay easy enough to I find rip them bare yeah easy enough to find you actually turn him over you pull down the side of his collar and you can see that on his dwarven neck you can see the tattoo of the open palm and the eye in the center of it you know to be of the unseen can i walk over to the big guy and try and investigate with arcana to see what made him big all right roll an arcana check 
20 not natural. Okay, so it seems to be an innate ability that made him big. You can see that this individual looks dwarven, but he has paler skin and you can see that he has a purple tinge to his hair. So there might be a bit of undercommon sort of filtering through him, maybe a bit of Durga and you know they have that ability. So yeah, so yeah, he's got this orangey white tinge to some of his hair. What else were you guys doing after this as you guys regather? Um, I cut the tattoo off. All right. He watches Leonidas with claws or blade? Mm-hmm. Whatever I think will do the best. Probably a blade. You watch as you cut around it and just hold the skin. <laughs> <laughs> While we're here, I'm also just kind of looking for this angel statue, seeing if I see it on the way in, okay. on the way out, seeing it with uh, Newton's eyes, anything like that. Roll a perception check with advantage. Yeah, 15. Okay, so with the 15, as these people are looting bodies and you move away from the frog individual, you start to walk back towards your companions, which is towards the southeast. And as you do, you look beyond the concrete wall and G Jolly Willikers look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, look. You look past the concrete wall and you can see a statue that appears to be an angel wings outspread. You can see her hands cupped uh, in front of her, very beautiful woman and a teardrop coming down Carved in stone, but beautifully so. You can see that the path that leads towards her is lined in flowers and there is a big foliage bush of trees behind. You look over the fence and you can see your companions seem to be busy either vomiting, skinning, or looting. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll make my way over there. Not I, not really stealthily, just basically as if I'm going to check out this guy right here. I'm going to make my way over there and just kind of see, do I see anything out of no ordinary about that space, maybe something that's been recently dug up or anything like that specifically. Uh, roll an investigation check. 18. So as you look around, you're about to give up on it, having perused the statue up and down. The ground looks like it's concreted all the way around. But as you move towards the back, you can see what looks like, you know, when you pat down soil and you can mm. see that it's completely flattened, you can see behind there, there seems to be a part where it's been either recently dug up. You're not sure how long, but it looks like unturned earth. Okay. I kind of keep note of that and basically yeah, not let on and basically kind of walk back past the goo to see what you're up. Mm-hmm. Abram, where'd you go? i just trying to see if there's anything left of this one that uh, Zen exploded. Deception check. Yeah. Inside check. Sus. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> 21. Oh, that's cool. I got five. So even <laughs> even though you are moderately suspicious of him because he is a bit edgy sometimes, yeah, that, that's where he exploded. So it yeah. seems legit. All right, cool. Well, I guess I'll go over and check the exploded one too. Did you find it? Did you find anything cool? No, he's basically just a just a gooey mess at the moment. There's absolutely nothing around. I don't even see his weapon anymore, to be honest. Roll an investigation check. Fifteen. All right, so as you go up, you can see that his body has definitely fallen into four parts. And you go to his torso, and as you go to his torso, you can see that there's a golden gold pouch on his torso. It contains three pieces of gold. You can see that he's got a necklace around his neck. And you can see that there seems to be a golden pendant there of uh, what looks like a cog. And then off to the left, you can see a short sword and a bow. And Bagram said that he couldn't see his weapons, and Bagram's an observe an individual so this doesn't track sus okay oh you, oh, you found him I'm sorry I just <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna go over and um, get the weapons and stuff and pick them up and stuff uh, the cog 
on that was it on necklace mm-hmm. does that look out of the ordinary like it, it doesn't seem to be some sort of sigil or anything it, it's unusually clean okay. the sigil you don't recognize as anything it's probably more personal than religious mm-hmm. but it looks unusually clean and well kept so whether that means it's worth a lot or it's magical you're not sure and okay. you won't be until you check it out get a short rest but yep. there's something to it so i'll just put it down as cog necklace yep cool At the moment. Uh, and a short bow and a short sword short sword yep and a bow was it or just a yeah, short bow and short, short swords bow. and right. say 15 arrows okay cool uh do i know if it's like heresy or something to pick flowers those flowers in particular like the, that are leading up to the statue roll a religion check 16 looking at this uh angel you can tell that this is not a grave this is a memorial statue that seems to have been built for a like a nurse or a wardess of the city and she's saved countless lives so you can see various flowers placed upon the statue and near the statue i'm talking more about these bright blue ones that are hanging around it doesn't appear that it would be like they're not sitting on a grave and this is a respectful area so it'd be up to your personal choice whether you did or not yeah i was just hoping to grab like six of them yeah you'd be able to do that so i'd say you get them as leonidas's sort of picking around the goo that you'd created mm. out of the dwarf. So, yeah, I'll hold those. Uh, I'll hold five of them and then I'll walk over to uh, Korgoth and I'll give you one. It's the same colour as you. Thank you. You're welcome. Smells lovely. Thank you for the pineapple. You're welcome. They seem to be leading somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go investigate the memorial or what, the statue, the yep. angel, the angel statue, yep. um, specifically to possibly see... I don't know, maybe that cog fits somewhere. All right. I don't know. Roll a investigation check. 14. Okay, so looking around the statue, you can see that there does appear to be words on it that says, In Memoriam for uh, Fraylin uh, Adorus. You, you assume that that's the lady. She saved many lives. This commemorates hers. And as you look at that, it seems to be very well kept. There's flowers all around it. It's perfectly cleaned despite the fact that there's probably a chance that foliage may have fallen on it from the trees above. You circle the statue and you do notice the upturned and flattened earth behind. Uh, it appears out of place because the whole place is pretty well kept in terms of turf and grass and there's this brown spot there that seems to be well padded down. It seems to have been attempted to be hidden but not so well so. Like, this is not on like someone's grave or something, right? Zen it's- knows that it's not. You, you think it's a memoriam and there doesn't appear to be a an area where a body's been entombed and there's a pathway that leads straight to it. So okay. I think it's just like a statue, like a decorative. I'm going to try and dig it up respectfully, if that makes sense. I'm not going to be like chucking dirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just going to kind of investigate I'll it. I'll say that you kneel down, you look around you and you can see like a couple sort of walking along the path and heading off over a hillside. You look at your allies and they seem to be conversing and you sort of just shift away some of the dirt. And as you get about half a foot deep, you come up to this stone tablet. As you look at this stone tablet, there seems to be etchings on it and you clear it off. And as you do, there is a series of letters upon it. The letters are in common. Oh, shit. It just looks like a sequence of random letters. There is, there's 20 of them. There's 20 letters. And they're all part of the common alphabet in a random order. I've, um, at this point, because basically I know Leo's 
been around that area, I actually kind of, I was like, where the heck has he been? And mm-hmm. call over to him, walk over to him. Do I see him behind the statue at all? Yeah, he didn't stealth. So you walk over and you can yeah. see him kneeling there. I'm like, oh, what, what did you find? I uh, seem to have found this tablet that was attempted to be hidden behind this memoriam. Seems a bit strange. There's only these letters on it, and I'm going to, like, flip it around and see if I can find anything else. Is it? Oh, you can actually lift it out of the ground? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I have okay. it out there. I'm, like, holding it. it like, it's about the size of an exercise book. It's it's mm. stone. Uh, roll an investigation check. Could I walk over and watch as well? Mm-hmm. 18 for an investigation check, and can I possibly do an arcana check? Uh, Zen, you can do an arcana check as yeah. you lift it up. But as you look at it and investigate, it just appears to be a stone with letters on it. You turn it over, nothing there. You do note, however, that there seems to be some graphite, like somebody's taken a pencil and either drawn on it or taken a, a paper rubbing because some of the graphites come off onto the stone. So somebody's gotten these letters before. Okay. Uh, ten. Doesn't appear magical. Ooh, looks like a code. Just a uh, DM question. Mm-hmm. Um common is more or less the English language same alphabet same number of letters same everything same everything yeah well I guess I'm going to take a copy of this too then I mean you you have stuff because I, I mean I got stuff like I, I didn't I could easily write it down for you I, I pull out ink and parchment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I'll quickly jot down everything that's okay. there you, I, you take down the 20 letters in your notebooks and artists I will also in order yep You'd put them down precisely in the same order that they've appeared here. Yep. Yeah. And then I'll give them to Leo. Yep. Oh, well, I, I also take a copy as well. So we'll have- okay, so the three of you stand there. Corgarth, you eventually make your way up to them as well. Spellbook still in your hand. Yeah, well, I take right. um, everything. I'll put the stone tablet back in there and, and cover it up. And um, Is this made part of a treasure hunt or something? Yeah, uh, just a fun, fun games in the uh, in the well, <laughs> graveyard. <laughs> who knows? Um, so I'll put it back. And well, I do like a riddle. Uh, I don't think now's time. Maybe we should head back to Arden, give him the book. Yep, I, I, I agree. That's not a yeah. bad idea. I, I'm also going to take some of the flowers. Who's got the book? So, actually, by the way, I, I've oh, got the book oh. and I put it in my backpack. Can oh, you can you turn invisible again? Yes. Maybe you should do that again while you have the book. That way people um, can't see you and that way you can get back to Arden in case the Unseen are still watching us. Roll an insight check, Bayagram. 15. So from your communications as part of being within the Unseen Guild, nobody's really talked about Arden's spellbook or this Mm. has never come up on anybody's radar. So... You're listening to this thinking, yeah, caution is probably well advised, but these guys that were tracking you mm. probably weren't here for that. Yeah. Because they Did- didn't even really know about it, to your knowledge. Yeah. Zen, wasn't it one of those um, unseen in the guild, uh, in the Odyssey that actually grabbed the gold masks? I think so. There was yeah. the, it was like Just the one that ran over to what's near the bar. Yeah. And Leo, you still got the mask on you, don't you? Could they have been after the mask? I may have the mask on me. But who knows? Insight. <laughs> yeah. Either way, these are both still really powerful 15. magical items. Honestly, if we can get back to Arden as soon as possible sure. so that he can, you know, rebuild the Bangin Odyssey Guild, uh, we can put both magical items in a 
more secure location other than on our person where we can get jumped. I, I reckon we just head straight back. Oh, yes, and, definitely. Um, it's one of these things, if we do run into trouble, that's when we can misty, stealth. Yeah, bring it on. Whatever. Or just turn around and just fuck things up, really. All right. (laughs) So with this in motion, you begin making your way back towards where the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild is. I'm keeping a constant eye out. Do you want me to roll perception? Ah, no, that's fine. Do I go past Florence's? No, (laughs) it's not past there. The marketplace is in the middle and you're heading towards the north. You can go go look at it if you want. (laughs) Uh, and as you guys begin walking, you can see in the distance the burning black smoke. The Valiant Odyssey Adventures Guild from before. And as you turn the corner, you can see still in wreckage, but everybody seemingly safe at Rishal's. Korgarth, Zendardus, Beagram, and Leonidas making their way north through the city streets of Cadmia towards the Valiant Odyssey Guild. You watch me just every time we take a step. I just turn around to look behind our backs, expecting to see someone there. And as a result, travel is slow going until one of you pokes Zendardus into action. You immediately make your way into Stone's Throw Alley and you can see the burning remains of the Odyssey. Everybody's off the streets now. The guards seem to have cleared, but there is a perimeter that's been set up and maintained around the Odyssey and nobody seems to be entering or exiting. You make your way to Rishal's, who you assume is still housing the various members of the Odyssey. And as you enter the shop, you can see towards the front corner on a very comfy red looking couch, an injured looking Arden, a bandage around his arm and head. And you can see that he's in a very red comfy chair with a comforter across his knees. And you can see he's sipping on a cup of tea. He gets some in his mustache as he sort of shuffles it off to the side. As you enter, he looks towards you and he goes to get up. And as he does, he's like, oh, please have a seat and you can see there are other people in here that seem to have made themselves comfortable from the odyssey and you can also see breton's been given a chair with wheels and he's moving around with it yeah i'll go sit down all right as you sit down Bagram, he gives you a nod and he magically levitates the teapot over two cups of teas and sends them your way Corgath, what are you doing uh can i use cure wounds to like fully heal arden uh, he, he looks pretty well. He's just got some sustained injuries that cure, cure wounds wouldn't be able to heal. So what, what about, what about um, Breton? Could it heal his leg? No. No. He would need something like regeneration. Ah, okay. So looking at his leg, it's, it's in like two splints. You can see uh, you all look towards him and he's sort of wheeling around and he sort of moves his, his self one way trying to meander through this chair. And you can see his legs propped up and it's in two splints, but the, the leg itself is still mangled up. Yeah, right. And yeah, a lot of you with a medical background or any sort of idea of any sort of wartime recovery, he either lives with it looking like a crumpled piece or he loses it. That's the option. So Leo's going to walk up to him and be like, Breton, you old bastard, like, they got you in this chair now? Piers, I'm going to be in here for a long time, Leonidas. They say I might have to lose it. Well, uh, let's go talk about it somewhere private. Uh, Sienna here? She's in the back. She's resting. Yeah, very well. And Leilani hasn't come back yet? I haven't sent word. I've been a little preoccupied. Yeah. Well, happens. Uh, if she I'm, ventured from Undercliff, she would let us know. I'm going to kind of, as we're talking, push him. Yep. You push him into the back and then outside into the alleyway, which you can see is 
quite peaceful. Like there's a little hum and a chatter inside here that's kind of deafening, but as you go outside, the fresh air hits you, you can hear the birds sort of the streets sat back to normal. Breton, as you turn him around and you sort of sit in front of him on a keg, he looks at you and he says, I don't need the sympathy in your eyes, son. Look at me like you used to. I know, Breton. I still see you as the old codger. You always were. But, still uh, beat your ass in a fight. Yeah, well, don't we'll you see, test me. We'll see about that. Maybe when your leg's better, we can uh, have a real go at it. I could still beat you in a race, too. Yeah. <laughs> like to see that. Maybe a boat race. Chuckles. Yeah, he says to you, What's your concern? Why do you want to talk to me in private? You finally asking me on that date? Well, uh, I mean, you're not terrible for an old man. Your hair's pretty, but, but uh, you're not my kind. Yeah, well, you're not mine either, you old bastard. But uh, let's uh, let's discuss something. I, I've got this, and I'm going to take out the mask, and I'm sort of sorry, I'm like, you know what this is, and you know, I hadn't really cared about this and looked after it. People seem to be, um, you know, after it. And I know I might be asking a bit much of you and, you know, I might be putting you in more danger, but, well, putting them in danger if they're coming after you. But they seem to be after this mask and I want to know if you can take care of it. You know, most people probably won't think that you have it. So uh, I'll keep them thinking that I have it. But if you can keep this safe for me and, and Arden... Um, it's probably safe near Arden anyway, so if you could keep this uh, safe for me and perhaps stop them from getting it and run some sort of scheme. <laughs> I can hold on to it for you. And he takes it off of you and puts it into the backpack that's attached to his chair. He says, is this something I need to keep secret from Arden? No, I don't think you need to keep it secret from Arden, but um, just be careful when you tell Arden that you have it. Um, we still trust him, right? We, we do. We, we trust Arden. I, you know, I think his heart's in the right place. And I think that uh, whoever's after him is be, pretty powerful. Between you so. and me, this Odyssey Guild, he tells me it's for heroes. I look around the place and um, let's just say there are some questionable folk here. I don't trust some of them as far as I could throw them. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're old, but you're... Uh, you're wise, so I, I I trust what you're saying, Breton. I understand, and I think your uh, judgment—it's your call on this. But you know, I think Arden Arden is uh, definitely, you know, kind-hearted, or his heart's in the right place. So I think he's trustworthy. But you he's know, been around. I, I get a good feeling about him. We well, don't have to tell anyone else. Use. Yeah, I won't tell anybody else, Leo. So I know I can trust you. Um, thanks. You seem different, boy. Well, I had a vision when when I was away. When when I seemed to have touched this green orb, but I just sort of I don't know, it, like a mind spike, and I had a out of body experience, and I seemed to have gone to another plane or some. It's shaking you, unearthly. Uh, you know, holy, religious... Uh, holy? <laughs> well, <laughs> look, boy, most of the times when I have dreams, it's just a happy little place I go when I fall asleep. They've never really spoken to me, but it seems like a path's been 
laid before you, thinking you'd be foolish not to follow it. After all, you are on a pilgrimage. Aye. You need to prove yourself to your pride. What better way than doing the will of whatever force is mystical enough to enter your dream? Well, I don't know if it was a dream. It felt real. Felt like I was there. And it can't can't be not real if I could touch it and see it. But it is... Just happened so fast and just flashes. There was like peaks and a boat and 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 Korgoth. Korgoth was actually in my visions. So I think you need to discuss this with somebody with some arcane experience. Perhaps you could talk to Arden if you do indeed trust him. If you fuck off anywhere on me, I'm gonna haunt you every day of my afterlife. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, seeing your ugly mug. You get in there, cover for me. I've got me on fucking house arrest, I'm going for a smoke. You watch as he wheels himself away. <laughs> Rado, your bastard. Ah, yeah, yeah, waves a hand. You can smell his tobacco as he's wafting it as he moves around the corner. You go back inside? I do. And at that, Corgarth. What are you doing? I am sitting at a booth with Bagram, just going over a few things. Okay. So he's currently still with uh, Arden and uh, also Zen, so you can be there too if you'd like. Yeah. So Arden looks at Jewel and he says, Were you successful? Did you find my spell book? We did. He He grabs it and you watch as he takes it and smells it. He's like, It's been quite some time. This is the start. This is where hope is rekindled for the Odyssey. They thought they could bring us down in a bout of flame. But we'll show them. There's been whispers. I've sent my people out and they've gotten their word back to me. Apparently, the person responsible for blasting our home to smithereens was none other than Dilnak himself. I've heard that he has taken control of the Unseen Guild in an attempt to gather forces for what purpose I do not know. He was dangerous enough. Now he works with an army in the underground. They'll be taking orders directly from him. It'll only be a matter of time before he infiltrates the whole organization. There'll be some that resist, some that do not like the oppressing power that he will obviously instill, but in time they will all either succumb or if I know people like Delnak, they will die. The Unseen Guild, I feel, cannot be trusted anymore. As well, much as you could trust them before. Maybe it's time we take them out. That would be a hefty task. But not one I'm opposed to. It is useful to have some allies in the inside, and I do. There are some people that are doing a job for me. They're going to Almira, the city in the sky. They're going to send help from the high elves above. We have allies in the city. What better place to strike than from the ashes? I shake my... He, he looks at me like you're looking at me. I shake my head like I don't want to go after an entire assassination guild. Zen, I know that you have undergone a lot in the last two to three weeks. I will... I'll give you a task. 
in which you can feel comfortable again. Thank you. However, speaking of people on the inside, Bergram, is there something you wish to share? What do you mean? I... There's, time. there's something that I, were, I was hoping to be a little bit more uh, uh, speak to more privately, but um, I do trust these two, especially after they've had my back um, this past day and what has happened, but uh, um, Zen, when, uh, when, when the building came down, I know I said that I was in there with you, but you know how you saw three people? Yes. One was. I don't understand. Um, I have actually. Was it? I, I I am of the same thought as you, Arden, Delnak, kind of running the unseen or, or starting to take it over. I'm I'm seeing it go into some really dark and dangerous directions. Prior to that, though, I have been working with the unseen, more for my benefit. But some of the, uh, what they have been doing is definitely beyond what I uh, feel comfortable being a part of. Can, can I trust you to provide me with the information of non, people that wouldn't, like, like good people such as yourself that would not necessarily need to die from this fallout if we are to take down the guild? Sorry, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you mean. I think he means, is there any good members amongst their ranks that should be spared? Oh, definitely. One, one of the ones that was killed, Gabby, uh, just in the um, by one of the shadows. She was she was fun. She was good. She was there to, uh, for adventure and for experience. Did she kill any of our comrades? No, she did not. Leslie, who was the one who was leading, was the one who took out Turi. In the end, Turi was injured and he kind of stabbed her in cold blood. So there's the, there's those as well who will definitely not even blink before they kind of stab you in the back. There are varied personalities amongst the unseen. It attracts those who are degenerates in the street as a form of employment, but it also attracts some very, very skilled killers. So. I think... Beagram, thank you for your honesty. But it is time to draw a line in the sand. Mm. And you have to decide on what side of that line you stand. That oh. being said, I feel like the Unseen Guild should not know that a stance has been made by you. I I do agree. And after um after this past day Basically, yeah, the um, the line is I'm standing on the Valley and Odyssey side of that line. But in saying that, I want to be um, a part of kind of being on the inside of the unseen to help basically provide information, provide entry, and to help kind of in any way we can in that regard as well. So I don't want to burn that bridge understand your trepidations. I've 
I feel like I'm a good judge of character, Bagram. If I had heard this from anyone but you, anyone from the Unseen, perhaps I would doubt their intentions. There is quite a possibility that you will flip and be an insider for the Unseen as well, but at the moment, I'm choosing to trust you. I've been, even before the Valiant Odyssey, I've been around for couple of century now and in all those different times my own personality my own character my own morals my own values are what rules what I do and if an organization or a group decide to go the different direction I will walk away it can be dangerous it can be very dangerous we need to plan our next moves <laughs> we have no idea what Delnak is after at the moment, he seems to be gathering forces. I've sent Rengar and his crew to chase a myth. It's the only hope we have. They're finding an archaic in the dry expanse in the hopes of finding a way to either reseal or kill the outcast for good. Until they return with answers, we have to do our best to keep this city safe. Any information you find needs to come across my table and I'll say at this point Leonidas you would come in and join the conversation I actually have one more thing just to tie us into uh, to show my, my loyalty to the Valiant Odyssey I found this on Leslie the one that uh, was incapacitated and then killed by Leo I found this map this through this treasure but as a part of it there is actually a letter and I show the letter, um, which talks about another age that Delnak is after from the spirit bound tone. The last missing page. The last missing page. The last one that we were given by Key, or he went missing. I've sent to Siraj. It is safe. The others I have heard is in hands of Delnak. We need to find this page. With that. Did the map lead? To the page directly. Where did you get it? What what information do you have? I only have what was in the envelope. I don't. I do not know what. Okay. What Leslie wanted. So you hand him the letter. I hand him the letter. Arden okay. takes out a pair of spectacles, sits them on his nose, and reads it. And he says, "It appears Artis has the page, a treasure hunter in his own right. Is that he has purchased it, and he is on the trail for another." Oh, big find, and this is his map. Mm. So perhaps if you find where he is going, if you find him, you will find the page. Well, that's where we found this This tablet was actually at the start of this behind the angel. A code to crack. You enjoy puzzles, don't you, Bagram? Sure do. Perhaps you can team with Zen to solve this one. It looks like he's already on it. He's calculating. I can see the, the mind worrying. Seems you two have your next mission. I'll find some allies to help keep you safe upon your journey. But you are excused. Um, thank Is there you. anything more you need to discuss with me before I bid you farewell? What's this cloak? He watches his eyes flash, he holds his hands above it and he says... You like playing hide-and-seek, don't you? I definitely do. 
that will let you be the champion of hide and seek if you attune to such a device. Invisibility? Nothing okay. like that. But it will help you conceal yourself in the natural environment, prove your abilities as they stand. I'd hold on to that. All right, I will take it with me and I will attune. All right, and the two of you exit and vacate. All right, and at that, it leaves Korgarth and Leonidas. He looks at both of you and says, Two members of the Odyssey whom... Well, I've sent on individual tasks. Seems your fates have intertwined you together. Leonidas, in all the mess from before, I didn't tell you that it was wonderful to have you back. And he puts a hand on your shoulder. Thank you, Arden. Good to be back, I mean, even with everything happening. Leo, what troubles you? These visions that I had when I was away, they they play on my mind, Arden. You've never experienced anything like this before? Never. I, I mean, there was one time when I was a kid and I was dehydrated in the dry expanse and thought I'd seen things that weren't really there, but, you know, this was similar, but felt way more real. Can be concerning. Do you mind? And you watch as he holds out a hand towards your temple. No, go right ahead. He touches your, um, the side of your face and you feel this warmth go over you and you relive the vision as you'd seen it previously. And Korgarth, you watch as Leonidas and Arden make the same facial expressions, their eyes behind closed lids darting from left to right. You watch as Arden comes back out of the vision and he says, This is seemingly a path set before you by Kasona, God of the Hunt. Piers, she has favoured you as a champion. If you are able to complete her quest, First part of the vision, Storm, the Dragonborn. That is the ally, looks towards Korgarth. It seems you have completed that part of the path already. A trusted friend, a comrade in battle, for every warrior needs one. The second, the journey, three peaks. One snowcap, and beneath an effigy and an entryway to a citadel sunken to time. I have been there. It is the immortal halls to the south. It lies east of capital. It is where we found the spirit-bound tome. It is where the body of Delnak was trapped, and where the physical form and his husk remain. The third, the enemy, Delnak's body himself. I believe she has tasked you to destroy him in his forgotten form. The tree in the book. This I'm unclear, but it seems that that indeed is your goal. To collect this book in the immortal halls, east of capital. 
what you are to do with it, I am not sure. But it seems your fate is linked with Korgar's, and also linked with Kasona's. She has gifted you a grand companion, not only in Korgarth, but also suggests you sit with your idol a little longer. The links. I'm going to pull out the idol. He nods and says, This will guide you. Help you speak to her if ever you're in need. Are gods real? Some believe so. They go by many names. The gods we here live by in the Empire may not be those that are believed upon by your people. Korgarth is a worshipper of the Keeper, Orban. It is not a surprise that he has been tasked with being your companion. Kasona trusts no more than her own father, Orban. Perhaps he has been sent to be your protector, and there is no mistake as to why you landed on that boat. But I believe at some point, you two are destined to travel southward and kill the husk of Delnak for a reason I am uncertain of. Well, I don't believe I need a, a protector, but a partner, perhaps, we could work with. Your relationship will be whatever you make it, but the fates have spoken. A message in the cosmos was delivered by Divine Force. By the way, something is speaking to you, Leonidas. I think it would be foolish to ignore it. But oh. I suggest you both prepare for a valiant quest. Shall go prepare. Kolgoth? Arden? Sleep easy, Leo. He looks to you, Kolgoth, and he says, He is a proud Leonin, but he is one of the noblest men I've ever met. He is a worthy warrior, and he'll be a noble companion. We'll take care of things in the city. The mood in the tavern is a little, or in the shop, sorry, is a little bit more somber. He watches Arden stands, takes his spell book, and he says, Time to rebuild. From the ground up. And we cut an hour later. Members of the Valiant Odyssey Guild surrounding Arden in front of the actual rubble of the Valiant Odyssey Guild. He watches Arden stands there, book open, takes a sip of tea, and he watches Malone takes it by his side, the tuft of hair. Still there, but blackened by the ash. As he takes it, you watch as Arden moves his hands around, these sigils moving over his hands, and he pushes them forward. And as he does, you watch as this arcane glyph begins to expand, and it expands like a fractal of ice or like Lego bricks just forming up onto each other. You watch as this arcane skeleton of magical blue light begins to move into the shape that the Valiant Odyssey was in previously, immaculately perfect, in every way. This arcane glow, almost looking like a spiritual <clears throat> citadel, not of physical form, but of arcane energy. You watch as it flares, and you watch as that arcane energy disappears. You're all left standing, looking at the rubble. Arden shuts the book, turns around, and he says, Welcome home. You all look confused. 
the rubble still standing there. You still smell ash. It seems as though the Odyssey is still destroyed. He makes his way up to where you know the door used to be. He moves towards it, opens an invisible door. Inside you see the warmth of the tavern. Music playing. Yeah, Leo's going, walking in. Leo's probably going to touch it already. Leo walks in. You watch as well as other members of the Odyssey begin moving their way inside. You watch as Malone rubs his hands together and says, Who wants a drink? And you watch as he makes his way behind the bar. Leo, as you enter, you see the tavern in all its glory, as it was before, standing. However, not in the realm it seemed it previously was. Hi guys, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. From this episode forward, Zendardus will only be appearing in our Twitch channel, and he's decided his year abroad must be cut short in order for him to resume his studies at the Wasonia. He is joined by Micah, his loyal friend he's made during this year abroad, and two new characters, Praxilius and Varus. This isn't goodbye, however, because these adventures can be found live every Thursday at 7.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Times on our dedicated Twitch channel. You can find the links to these on our Discord or in our Instagram, which you can also find in the show notes to this episode. This episode also marks the temporary goodbye to two of our amazing Valiant Odyssey players. Billy, who plays Leonidas, has moved south in order for him to fulfill some of his career goals, and we wish him all the best. Corey, who plays Korgarth, is following some sporting dreams of his own, who is currently playing Gridiron in Germany. To both of you, we thank you so much for your time at the Odyssey, and we can't wait to have you back. All you have to do is say the word, and the adventures of Korgarth and Leonidas will continue on this channel. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you for your continued partnerships with us. Make sure you tune into those Twitch channels and give us a like and a share on any podcasting media that you find us on. If you want to hang out with us outside of the signs of this podcast, make sure you join our Instagram because you can see all of the different announcements, pictures, artwork that we share with our amazing fan base and D&D community. And remember to be valiant. And we'll see you next week.